All right, everybody, it is time for another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. But before we dive in to our awesome, awesome guest and conversation today, I want to remind you guys of two things. And the first one is that if you go to Crypto101insider.com, you can join our private community. Here's where we have our model portfolio and all of our top picks. We also have uh, Crypto 101 University. Uh, where we have hours and hours and hours of written and video content that explains blockchain and explains cryptocurrency in a very bite-sized and easy-to-understand way. Uh, and we have a weekly newsletter that goes out and quarterly state of crypto addresses that go out. There is just a ton of value packed into this every which way. So I want you guys first uh, to go to Crypto101Insider.com today uh, if you haven't already. I also want to remind you guys that Pizza Mind and I recently just finished a book. Uh, It took 11 months of our lives to write, and we're calling it Crypto Revolution, Your Guide to the Future of Money. We walk you through this fascinating world of cryptocurrencies and blockchain, and it's part history book, it's part instructional guide, and it's going to really show you guys why cryptocurrencies are globally disruptive and how they're going to actually change in real life and in real terms the way that we buy and sell and even live. We include a bunch of how-tos on getting started with your first exchanges. Uh, We give you tips on how to safely buy and sell and store cryptocurrencies, as well as how do we evaluate potentially good cryptocurrencies. And the best part of the book is that we're giving it away for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. So go to CryptoRevolution.com and pick up your copy today. All right, welcome back to the Crypto 101 podcast. I'm Pizza Mind. I'm rolling solo today. Bryce is busy. I've sent him off to work in our wonderful new hedge fund that uh, we've spun up. So I'm taking care of this by myself today. But we have with us an amazing guest, the co-founder of Ifani, and a co-founder of a lot of things in the crypto space, a man who's far more famous than I am. And we owe a lot to him for what he's done in the space for the world. Hasib Awan, welcome to the Crypto 101 podcast. Uh, thank you, Aaron, for having me on the show. My pleasure. Now, in case our listeners um, haven't heard of you, because there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast that are brand new, it is the 101. Give us your background story. How did you get into crypto? And can you rattle off even just some of the accomplishments that you've had so far? Let us know who you are. Uh, so I'm Hatiba Wan. I live here in um, California. And uh, basically, my background in crypto is I bought in crypto in 2012. Uh, I think around six years or something. And then, you know, basically, it went to half. I thought it's the biggest scam in the history of the world. And then, because obviously, it dropped to like $30 the next day. And then... And then around 2013, I made the first Bitcoin ATM. Uh, We co-founded it. So it was like, you know, maybe one of the first Bitcoin ATMs. Um, And my, the interesting twist came up because the first customer I sold to, he says, I'm working on a new project called Ethereum. So he says, would you be, you know, interested in working with us on Ethereum too? Which obviously I declined at that time, but obviously it gave me a chance to stay with the Ethereum folks in Miami, where we were all discussing about how Ethereum should work like and everything. Obviously, 
I was just like an outsider there, but uh, I was very fortunate to buy some Ethereum at 15 cents. So that's my background in crypto. Today, I think uh, the company have over 1,500 or 1,200 locations of ATMs across the world. Uh, so we came up with a term called BTM. So that term was basically uh, invented at that time. And yeah, uh, so that's, I think we operate in uh, I said 15 or 16 countries now, thousands wow. of locations across the world, yeah. And you were also featured in the Bitcoin documentary on Netflix. Uh, I wouldn't say I said featured, but I was just mentioned there. I was also part of Senate committee for uh, crypto, um, bit license. So a Senate committee in Canada where I testified in front of Senate for any money laundering. Uh, because if you understand that crypto is not what it used to be, uh, we fought a long, long, long battle. People were jailed. People were, uh, you know, our bank account was shut down. Uh, we were basically tabooed as money launderers. It was very difficult path at that time. Well, so, let's talk. Let's talk more about that. What was the Bitcoin space like back in 2012? Uh, so I think 2013 is where actually I I became more like you know involved in everything in terms of uh, being vocal about it. Uh, but like if you talk about crypto, like first thing will come is dark web. Like you're basically a drug dealer. And the question we used to get from reporters was, uh, how many of these machines are basically used for money laundering? Right? How many? How much of these are actually used for someone outside? money launderer what's the use case outside money laundering you know how many people get drug deals with them and frankly the the it was so toxic that it was very difficult for a person like me to even question our ability to be in space and you'd be surprised at how difficult it was like now it looks pretty easy but i was actually kind of scared of my background frankly because i'm from minority and it was very easy for someone to basically blame me for anything. So I was kind of scared that I'll end up in a jail someday because of crypto. Could you foresee it being where it is today all the way back then? Or is where crypto now is, is it a pleasant surprise or even a disappointment compared to what the vision was like seven years ago? At that time, we didn't know anything, right? Like it wasn't, uh, you know, I was talking about like, what crypto was like, it's pretty easy to now, right? You know, it's an asset class. People should invest in crypto, but think about like ICOs or any shit coin that you deal with every day. Uh, it's very hard to pick up a project and see how this project will work in the 20 years from now. So right now, any project, like if you think, okay, you know, Blockstack, just to give you an example, how they will be able to change internet or Filecoin, uh, how people prefer them over Dropbox. It's very difficult to vision that. And it's very difficult that we have decentralized internet of mesh. Or there's like thousands of projects. And the reason I took these projects were because I was fortunate that they were both my classmates at Y Combinator. Uh, and they were filed different IPFS at that time. And we used to talk about uh, crypto. And I remember one day, uh, Drew Houston, who's the founder of, co-founder of uh, Dropbox. So I asked him about the same question at a dinner. In Y Combinator, we have dinners and I asked about do you think Filecoin on any simpler decentralized system will work? And he said, no, like, you know, basically it's very hard for any systems to work. And now you have Filecoin and people will start building, like, you know, if you vision that there'll be no like domain authority in the next 20 years, it's very difficult to vision what will happen, uh, frankly. It's with cell phone, like people didn't think that you'll be ordering pizza on the phone, right? So it's uh, easy when you have, but I, but I, one thing I knew for sure that, Economy, then US dollar will 
collapse and there'll be like a biggest economy. Like if you look at the world largest economy is built on internet. If people on the internet are a nation, they are probably the biggest nation and most richest nation in the world and they have no currency. So should be there be a currency for the internet? And technically, if you look at the protocols, you have TCP IP, you have SMTP, FTP. But if you look at money over IP, there's no MOIP. So this is what my vision was. My Not my vision, but this was my understanding was there will be a MOIP. Uh, we didn't know that if it would be like uh, regulation was always the hurdle. And then the price sensitivity and everything. So still a lot of unknowns, frankly. And we can talk about this for an entire day. Basically, I think it requires a full, full, full episode on how things have changed over the past, how the narrative has changed, because it was used to be transfer of value. Now it's transfer of storage of value. How Ethereum was Bitcoin 2.0, but now Ethereum is basically a blockchain system which is being used. How network effects works, but you know, just, j- just to be uh, mindful of the conversation and topic, I'll just leave it that, frankly, we don't even know that what's going to happen in the next five years. Because right now we have only seen the, it's a very good market right now. Everything is booming. So you put $10 and you get $15. Oh my God, this is good. But I've seen time where we collapse to 90% value in like one month. And those times are not fun anymore. Those times are not fun at all. And, uh, and then there's a lot of doubts come in. There's a lot of like things, negativities come, but ultimately, uh, you know, I think, um, uh, I was just a small contributor, but there are massive, a big amount of people who basically sacrificed everything to get where we are right now. Yeah. I think the smartest people in the space that I get a chance to talk to are the ones that actually don't care about the wealth building aspects of crypto, but rather how it can change the world. You mentioned Filecoin, for example, and that's the cryptocurrency for a much bigger project called IPFS. Yes the interplanetary file system. And essentially what this does is it creates a replicated file storage network that's distributed across anything. So what Bitcoin is to money, this is to file storage. And if Google Drive decides to start censoring people the way Google has in their app store, for example, um, this could be very, very important. There's another thing called Handshake that provides a decentralized replacement for the 11 DNS servers that essentially control who gets to access what website throughout the world. And there's so many more things that are coming out in web 3.0 and the builders of it are not even looking at the price of their token or any other tokens, they're building solutions. And as you mentioned, the network effects of Ethereum have driven it all the way up to a very solid number two right behind Bitcoin, but potentially even more impactful than Bitcoin when it's all said and done. When uh, you know the DApp store came out and the whole concept of DApps platforms and distributed applications was coming out, it was just like, well, why? I can just go to my Apple App Store and get everything. I can go to Google Play and get everything I need. And that was true, but it's no longer true. And it's not going to be true anymore. So seven years later, we're starting to see Ethereum really become maybe not what it was originally intended, but what it morphed into. It was still ahead of the game. And I think that's really, really amazing that you got to hear about it first. 
Where do you hear about new things now? Or is there any specific website or forum that you could read, recommend people check out if they want to hear what might be the next Bitcoin or Ethereum? Frankly, uh, I don't check out a lot of stuff. I'll be honest, right? And the reason for that is purely because my work around is funny. And uh, I sold pretty much everything I had, including my house and including my all crypto holdings earlier this year to invest in Ifani. So I didn't enjoy the 10, 10x gains on crypto and I'm very happy with it, what I did. Um, and um, I don't follow, but I think there are a couple of like, I think like Blockstack is basically, I'm biased. The reason because they are my batchmates. So and I'm very interested in decentralized internet. And I think with the censorship and everything, you know, that we're talking about, uh, people may want to silence the voices that are basically opposed to their vision and their uh, thoughts. So you may say, hey, ban that person, but he wants to ban you. And that's how authoritarianism basically develops where a majority will start silencing the minorities. And there's a very fine line between freedom of speech and hate speech and freedom of speech or like, you know, all kind of this censorship, right? So there's no like, uh, so I think uh, if you look at all those systems, there are big companies that are monopolies, uh, like Apple store, like 30%, they take 30%. You can't get into an ecosystem. They take 30%. And I think all of these things are very, very uh, bad for the economy. So similarly, I think the beautiful part of our crypto is that it's universal. You can trade 24 by 7. You can basically send money to anyone. And that fascinates me. So I think we are building a better future. Uh, it will take some time. It, it will not be built in one day. But the day it's built, marriage will be very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. I definitely agree. Now, you mentioned Ifani is now... Your, your heart and soul and your entire life. You even sold off your crypto to do this. So everyone listening right now wants to know, what is this eFani? Uh, so I'll tell you why eFani exists. Like, so I was SimSwapped. So SimSwap is basically when you lose your telephone number to a impersonator or a criminal. And the pure reason for him is to hurt you financially, um, reputationally, or emotionally, like it could be just to take an, uh, take a revenge from someone. It will be just to destroy someone's reputation. Or third is like, you know, really just the only motive you just want to take every money that other person have. So, and it's very simple to conduct. Um, simple is, I'll give you example. Uh, Aaron, I can basically uh, find out what your telephone number is. You can, there are websites that will give you your telephone number. There are websites that sell that information for like, even like for a few cents. So I'll say, hey, give me all Aaron information. So Aaron will give me all the information of this is the person. This is the, uh, you know, this is uh, this is his ID. This is his telephone. This is the address, this telephone number. This is account number. I will go to dark web. Dark web, if they think about it, it's like eBay for illegal stuff. People know for Silk Road is one of the, dark bells, but there are like thousands and thousands of them. Uh, and the, I think the interesting fact is that there's, I think 5% data out on what we see and 95% of stuff is built in dark web. So dark web is that big. It's like magnitude of tens of tens of what the internet currently is. Uh, but you will just hire someone who will work at a, at a store like AT&T or any other major carrier. And they will say, hey, you know what? 
give me $100 or $200 and I'll SIM swap this person. So next thing Aaron knows is his SIM card is not working and the person who has access to account is maliciously using the SIM card. So now how you use the SIM card to get access to your account, your bank account, your social media, your email. And the most notorious case have came across crypto because that's a newsworthy story. Uh, you can steal someone money. I have a lot of people I know and I, we constantly get a reply who lose everything because of SIM swap. Now, a lot of people say, hey, I, I've called my uh, cell phone provider and they put a lock on it. Those locks do not work. Uh, and the reason they don't work is because how the systems are designed. Uh, I have called my developer that, hey, uh, only do the SIM swap if I'm in person. No, those things do not work. And it's just a matter of time uh, that you get exploited. So that's like a financial reward. Other thing is people sell call logs. So you can go to someone on internet and you say, hey, this is a telephone number. I want this call logs. So someone on the internet will sell you that call logs and you can do those call logs for malicious purposes. Uh, that's what you can do too. People have done like even a track like Uber where they basically sat in a car, take his telephone number, do a SIM swap and take out all his money. So uh, going to bank account, initiate wires, getting to Facebook account, leaking pictures. You always see those news like where something happened because of cell phone and most of them are related to SIM swap. And that happens more often than people think. Um, we are a very small company in terms of, uh, you know, the grand scheme of things, but, uh, we get like, I think a dozen complaints per week where people lost significant amount of their life savings in crypto hacks in terms of attacks and newcomer in the space, they think that it's just easy. I'll go in Coinbase and I'll go on this exchange, buy a crypto and boom, 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 something goes on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. On, uh, I'll just call them and they'll reverse the transaction. Bitcoin does not reverse. There are no reversal. There's no chargeback. There's nothing. Once it's gone, it's gone. Uh, and so... So these are all the attacks that happen, as I said, every week. And it's one of the most notorious and famous attacks in crypto. So this is officially the most terrifying interview I've ever done. I'm, I guess I need to sign up myself, um, especially after everyone just received <laughs> directions on how to drain my crypto. So we will definitely talk after this call and get me signed up for Ifani, which solves this SIM swap issue because it's its own cell phone carrier with a $5 million insurance policy and a staff that is well vetted, well trained to never go rogue. And there's like what, nine more steps of protection. 11. Is that right? Yeah. So there's, there's 11 total uh, steps to protect me against this kind of thing, which sounds like really everyone should have it if they're even half serious about crypto, but there's, I would say that, I mean, crypto is so bullish for the future. The only way to lose at this game and lose everything is to be a victim of a hack. And you mentioned uh, the dark web a little bit earlier, but that the dark web is actually 95% of the internet. So while the American news media has made it up to be this place of drugs and human trafficking and stuff, really what dark web means is it doesn't show up in a Google search engine for whatever reason. So that's not nefarious into and of itself. But there are things out there that are behind um, you know, locked accounts, no one can see it and stuff. So you just use your imagination, it's probably there somewhere. What are some of the major threats that you've seen from hackers or like information dumped out on the dark web. Like we see all this credit monitoring software all the time. We think, eh, do I really need that? I don't know. What kind of personal information is really out there? Uh, so I'll give you an example. If you give me your, uh, like just by your name, I can even find out your social security number. I can find out which, which credit card do you have? What are the limits on that? Um, you can even find someone account. How much money does he have in an account? So where do they live? How many people live in the account? And a lot of this information is sold legally that's the worst part uh, you may have received a notice in your house that hey we will give you a better insurance rate now how did they even found out you have a better insurance rate you move to a new house and you get a welcome package right hey welcome to your now house these are all the offers guess who sells that usps right who sells other from here dmv sells information dmv have arm that sells information you know uh, actually, I think a lot of, uh, like, just for the legal reasons and to protect myself, I would not take names, but you search for companies, they even sell your 
location data, cell phone companies. And if the funny part is, if you look at the contract, it does say the new contract, we will sell this information. So I tell to this everyone, uh, nothing in the world is free, frankly. And the reason why pricing is going down every day by day is because obviously there's economy of scale, but the second part is there are other business models. So Arendara have two customers. You paid like imagine $100 for a cell phone. So you say, okay, I'll plan to pay $50. So there are two customers. One customer is a criminal who wants to buy the data. And second customer is Aaron. So generally companies say, okay, you know, because it's very hard to convince Aaron to pay for his data because that would make me competitive, uh, non-competitive too, because he will look at, hey, XYZ company is offering me unlimited gig for like $20. So let me go to that. So they said, why not we sell it to criminals? or anyone who want to buy that data. So they put it on the dark, on the regular market, people can buy that. So I ask customer, who do you prefer should pay for your data? Should you be the one who's selling the data or should it be the criminals? And generally the answer is yes, criminals, I, I want to pay for the data. But when it comes to the cost, they say, oh my God, you know, I want to have a cheaper cell phone plan and everything. And frankly, I think 90% of Americans will give their DNA results if they get a new iPhone. My... God, you know, this past year has been finding one layer after another, like peeling an onion, uh, just finding out that the world we know it is such a lie. But I do appreciate you telling us, you know, the cold, hard truth. And that's what it is. So, I mean, how how do we protect ourselves against hackers? Like, how does a hacker think, first of all? That's something I, I wanted to know. Like, is it a reckless nature to break everything or is there a specific motivation? And does understanding the profile of our predator even help keep us safe? So unfortunately, like, you know, the world we live in is obviously when 30 years from now, 30 years before, we only had to protect personal identity. Someone will come to us and the most we can keep is a gun or we live in a safe neighborhood. But with online, the issue is your trust and your identity are linked to other people. So if you look at it, uh, we, go, we give our telephone number more than we give our, our social security number. So effectively, social security number is not as relevant for identity as telephone number is, right? So the problem is you give a telephone number to your friend to rogue people to, on Craigslist. At the same time, you give the telephone number to exchange too. Uh, so technically, your any of those companies can leak your information. Your doctor can have a breach of attack, or uh, you know your pharmacy can have a breach. Any company can have a breach. Breach, and once that breach happens, they have all the information that can be used and bought online. So they get dumped into dark web. So imagine uh, Marriott have hack happened. So now where did you stay? How long did you stay? Your credit card information and everything is there. So people will take that. Now, who stays in Marriott? Someone who's influential, right? You don't see people who are poor who will stay in Marriott generally. So now you have a very set of right people who can who you can target. So you will just go on, upload in a, in a sheet, and then you'll search who is actually, uh, whose social security number can I get? And then there's like, you know, there are different types of data. So one is like a virgin data. Virgin data means like, you know, this is the brand new data. No one has used it. It's basically a full dump. Full dump means it's telephone number, social security number, address, and everything. It's, it's like, you know, and people will buy the data for like $40, $50 per, per customer. If you're a doctor or if you're an investor or a major person, the data is sold for $2,000. 
because the ROI is very high. And so people buy those dumps. So first person will attack and try to drain everything they want. And then when he have used it, he will give it to for $1,000 or like $200. So the price keeps on. And in the end, someone will just take all the dump, maybe dump from like five different sources and combine them together and sell it for $2,000 for everyone. And then hacker will use, someone will just try to send phishing attack. Someone will try to do your email account. Someone will try to, and uh, multiple type of attacks. So it's not easy to say, it's like how to stay healthy, right? Uh, similar to health, if you keep hyg- your hyg- your digital hygiene clean, it's very simple. So I'll give you an example. Have a 2FA for everything. Two-factor authentication is very, very important. Basically, you set up like a hardware key. I use a hardware key. And you use like a two-factor, like Google Authenticator, Microsoft have one, two, Authy, whichever you want to use. Keep it. And keep a different password from, use a password manager. And install like a firewall. And these are basic things that you should do. Like there are like literally four or five things that you can just do and you can be protected against 99% of the attacks. Obviously I'm biased because I don't know Fani, uh, which we claim that we are the most uh, secure and private cell phone service, but you can literally at least not use family plans. Like they are the most notorious plans. Like people will attack you and not just devil. You're putting yourself at risk and you're also putting other people on the risk too. Can you explain a little more about that? How does a family plan put you at risk? So think about the so family plan have same have the same logins and same and everyone has the same login and everyone has the same pins. So they may come after you and they may uh, find your daughter or your spouse or their telephone number too now or, or your kid information. And I've seen cases where the kids were blackmailed, right? To a point where they even committed suicide. You know, because their Snapchat was heck hacked and their personal images were taken, and it's um, and, and you know, like you are you are just putting everyone at risk because one person can breach anyone. So if they come can't come after you, they'll come after the most weakest link in your family, and they will try Please. to attack their account and uh, and blackmail them. And man, I I, I can I don't want to scare people a lot, but it's very very bad because it makes it very easy. Because you may be prepared, but someone who's in family not prepared, they may get a call. Hey, uh, you know, Jessica, uh, you know, I see you live here. I'm calling from this company. Can you just verify last four digits of your security number? And they may take all the information from them. Hey, you're getting a code. Can you verify this and this? They may take their account. And uh, like in the, in one case, uh, I think they got a call from Snapchat. Hey, I'm calling from Snapchat. And... Uh, uh, you know, like, can you give us code? And and the girl gave the code and Snapchat has a lot of pictures of her. Uh, and that was not a funny incident. Like, you know, it's very, very tough. And some Uber, I had Uber cases. I can go over it all day long. But if you think about like how many times we use our telephone number everywhere. And if someone have access to your telephone number in email account, what can, what can go wrong? Man, that's wild. Um, I know we usually like to talk about a lot of exciting things for the future, but while this episode has had a much different tone, it's important to understand the dangers of the world and how to protect ourselves. So I'm really grateful that you've made Ifani and built it up to where it is. Can you tell us a little bit more in detail about what Ifani is, what it does, how it keeps your phone secure? Like, What's the difference between that and Sprint or whatever? 
So I'll give you an example about like how Farni was formed. Farni was formed because I needed it myself. I'm user number one. And because the reason for that is because I was Simpson four times because of my crypto background. And it was getting to a point where I, it had a mental, like a impact on my, my mental health because I could not go for camping. I could not do uh, anywhere where I don't find signals. So you are in a basement and you say, okay, man, it was kind of PTSD feeling like, you know, it's very difficult for you to uh, not look at your phone because every time something goes wrong, you say, oh, my, even though they could not hurt me financially, but you have like, it's just a bad feeling, right? It's just a feeling, very insecure feeling. So I'll give you examples. Oh, nothing happened financially. But I said, imagine you come to your house every day and someone leaves a note on your table. I was here, right? And that would scare the shit out of you. So even though he didn't steal anything, but he took your sanity and you feel very vulnerable. And that's the worst part. And even when we were using telephone number, uh, BTM, so for using the ATMs or uh, Bitcoin ATMs, you only use telephone number for small transactions. And the reason why you use only telephone number is because telephone number will give so much information about the customer that the company do not even need to go further. So that's the reason. And I realized that how bad it is that my telephone number can be sold and our identity could be sold. Like I could be literally sold for five cents to anyone and anyone can buy. You can literally go online, sign up for those websites, put a telephone number. They'll give you all information about that person. Even if you have a case and everything. So, um, so, so I, so I thought this is, I think basic, like, you know, privacy acts and everything. I don't know about the law, but this is like very unfair. So I set up a service. I'm, I'm actually a telecom engineer. So I said, there must be a way to better protect it. So I realized if we set up a service where we are, we, we provide a better service uh, rather than off sourcing all the stuff. And we say, okay, can we just keep a very, very boutique kind of experience for people who don't want to be a product? People, not, like, not everyone is happy with their data being sold. So I said, is it okay? Would people pay for it? So I asked around my friends and they say, yeah, we'll feel like it product. And I think in the first week we got like a dozen orders and I just made a mission of kind of, I gave out my telephone number on, on Twitter and people used to call me whenever they used to get sim subbed. And I used to rescue them because I have a way to get it back immediately. And uh, so I started getting calls and those people start talking about it. So we didn't even start a formal company and it just kept on growing, kept on growing where we have, here and we have like hundreds and hundreds of customers now. And I was talking with your partner, Mark, before this interview, and we've decided we're going to do something together because I really want to get the word out about this. Um, at the conclusion of this interview, I'm going to sign up myself. But for anyone listening, you can go to stopsimswaps.com and sign up through our affiliate link. And Ifani is going to send you $25 in Bitcoin just for signing up for a limited time. So please go check that out. The website is stopsimswaps.com. You can sign up through their website. Um, please don't call them unless you really, really need to. Make sure you read the FAQs. You go through the website because uh, we're going to slam them with traffic and new customers. So this is definitely the real thing. I will be one of their customers as well. So if you're looking at my personal data, as uh, instructed earlier in this interview, don't waste your time. You can't get me. I, I'm all uh, protected. I've got everything 
locked down. At least I hope so anyway. Um, but I never keep any crypto on my phone anyhow. So I'm not too worried about it, yeah. but it's better to be safe than sorry. And one more time, stopsimswaps.com. Yeah, and a lot of people think that, hey, it's not me. Like we hear about the news, hey, someone got hacked. And they say, oh, it's someone else, someone else. And I'm not important enough till it happens. Like, frankly, I don't think that was very important enough too. Um, and people do come after you. So ultimately, we just say, hey, man, what's important? Like I have a highest insurance coverage available on my car because I just want to peace of mind, right? So, and in the life, I'll tell you, if you can protect your downside, you'll always have upside. That's brilliant. I know. That's brilliant. I, w- I want to say that one more time. If you can protect your downside, you'll always have upside. Yeah. That is that's the best advice we could get in crypto. We always close out these episodes asking for a word of wisdom. And I think that's tremendous. It's like a stop loss, right? On your crypto. It will only go up from here. So if you can have a like a stop loss that will always protect you on your downside, you will always have upside. So, um, yeah, I said to everyone, like, you know, uh, obviously I'm biased because of crypto and everything, but ultimately, man, uh, we deal with these cases like all day long. So frankly, there's uh, better not to in regret, right? Like you hear about those stories. Hey, this guy lost this crypto in a hack. This guy lost. Don't be one of those stars. Those stories do not work well. And these regrets are forever. Yeah. And we've, all, we're all here in crypto to do well, to become somebody. And with that, uh, we're in a different world than we used to be in. And we have to learn these new risks. So I guess uh, Ifani is the stop loss against SIM swapping. And I love yep. that. So one last time before we let you go, stopsimswaps.com. Get $25 in free Bitcoin just for signing up through our affiliate link. Asim, thank you so much for all the wisdom you've imparted to us today here at Crypto 101. And we can't wait to have you back on sometime in the near future. Sure, Aaron, would love to talk. I can talk on crypto all day long or cybersecurity all day long. Great, we're gonna have a live stream. I'm gonna hold you to it. Sure. (laughs) But for now, see you later. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.